Okay. Should be all set to go. I might have a story. I'm just double checking. Light the lights. Is it recording? Yep. The recording. Yeah, Turn the music. Keep the music. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds that, sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Okay, and so let's get started. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And we are uh, coming at you on the week of March 9th, 2021, episode 19. Yay! All right. We're getting up there. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. Uh, I am your host, Keith, and joined with me today. Uh, Jerry. And Jill. It's like you just woke up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I said, in mid yard. It's going to be about as funny as that sleepy. Uh, uh, church mouse and Alice in Wonderland in the teapot or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Terry. Tell us a joke. Uh, we like to uh, use uh, some segments in our show to keep the action just rolling right along. You'll hear such funny things as our opening uh, news, our funny news. Terry's top 10. Uh, we even have an Ask the Host segment today. Anchor topics, letters from listeners, and whether we wrap things up on closing thoughts. We even have our first sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a first official sponsor. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's just a kind of a, a, a foretaste of glory divine there coming up your way. Uh, <laughs> let's open up with what's new. Does anyone have a question? This is where we talk about funny family stories, a classic story. Um, could be anything. What you're reading, watching, doing. I know Terry is kind of clueless today. Well, <laughs> well I was watching something interesting. I watched American Idol on Sunday. Uh, I didn't watch Prince Harry and Miracles. Who? <laughs> Who? Yes. <Yeah. laughs> 17 million people tuned into that. You know, I, I guess maybe that broke the world record for Super Bowls. Watch. Yeah. So, he, he's the one who, who married Megan Marple, right? Or am I thinking? Right. I right. Yeah, right. I, I read about it in the news. I just absolutely am not interested. And they fired the queen. <laughs> We're out of here. We're fired. Yeah. They, they, they canceled the queen. And now they made a movie, another movie about Cancel culture. Coming to America too. <laughs> there's, there's you actually, know you were saying I was watching the American Idol. Was you I was. I watched that. You know, uh, I didn't watch the Princess thing, but that's what I did. Well, uh, I, I have a real, real fast <laughs> story. It's not particularly funny, but it's interesting. Our uh, over the weekend we had. Uh, a couple of our younger grandkids decided to go spend the weekend with their mom and their older sister. And while they were there, uh, the little 
girl decided she wanted to be like her big sister, so she got her very first pierced earrings. Aw. So now she has sparkly ears. But she likes that. Yeah, she's pretty thrilled over it. Yeah. I have kind of, I thought it was a funny story. George laughed, or my husband laughed pretty hard. I, I have a classic going... funny family story, but go ahead. I'll tell it after you get done. Okay. Um, I get up, I've been getting up and going to church on Sundays, and I have people come pick me up, and they come up, you know, <laughs> ring the doorbell, and uh, I go out, and the other Sunday morning, I jump up out of bed because I could have swore I heard the doorbell, and I thought, I'm still asleep. I got to get in there. And my husband rolls over and says, where are you running off to so fast? I said, I heard the doorbell. He said, it's only three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I asked her, I said, were you already dressed already? She said, no, I jumped out of bed. I go, oh. I was going to come running in on time. I'll skip Sunday school and go to church because I ain't ready. (laughs) And it was three in the morning. I was dreaming, I guess. I heard the doorbell because, of course, nobody would be hopefully at my house at three in the morning ringing the doorbell. (laughs) Yeah, well, we would hope not unless you live near a bar or something. And even then, we would hope not. Right. <laughs> Some drunk guy out there, porch. Am my home yet? This is my house. <laughs> well, my classic funny family story, maybe you guys have heard this. Uh, whenever our mom was in grade school, she was probably only in fifth grade because they're in Bunker Hill, Indiana. That's all their grade school goes up to. Then they had to go off to middle school before they would go, go on to high school. So she had to be in fifth grade or younger. And as kids do, uh, you don't like to go to school, so you waste time eating breakfast at the breakfast table. And uh, and she was doing that, you know, just kind of dawdling around would be the word. And uh, fiddle fart. <laughs> yeah, that. And, you know, grandma was at the kitchen sink, you know, washing dishes as grandmas and moms do. And with her back turned. And by this time, I'm pretty sure she probably uh, was uh, blind herself because uh, mom would have been old enough. She probably would have been at that time of her life and she kept telling you know mary Kay, eat your breakfast you're gonna be late for school uh, and of course she, mom kept dragging her feet and uncle dean was home at the time uh and he was encouraging oh come on mary Kay, you gotta eat your make sure you drink all your milk drink all your milk you don't want to be late for school i know and, where this is going <laughs> yeah and uh and so from grandma's perspective she hears a scream and our mom runs to her bathroom and brushes her teeth and runs out the door <laughs> grandma's like donald dean what did you do to her he's just cracking up laughing the whole time and what happened was our uncle dean had a glass eye and while my mom wasn't looking he slipped it into her cup of milk <laughs> until she yep. got to see the eyeball staring back at her <laughs> <laughs> yes i remember that story <laughs> i thought you were going to say so by the time she got done eating then they she ran out the door and realized it was saturday or sunday <laughs> no 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 i'm surprised you was... haven't heard that story terry <laughs> Well, I heard about the the him putting the eyeball in a glass of milk, but I didn't know 
at what time or how often he did it. I'm sure he did it more frequently. Yeah, well, he may have done it more than once, but that's that's the story that gets told. <laughs> and he used to play all kinds of pranks with his glass eye. He'd pop it out and hold it in his mouth and just kind of push it up so he was staring at you out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that once in a while. As he got older, I think he quit doing that because, you know, I guess he could, probably, he could have probably went out in the yard, got some of them buckeyes that they have around there. The buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well like that, that would work. Stick that, in his, stick that in his eyeball socket. Could be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it might not be real comfortable. Yeah. Well, because they, they fit well, into your eye socket. I mean, it's, it's not like you can just pop anything in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's why some, some people who listen, they ain't going to know. You know. Not very many people have them glass eyes. Sammy Davis Jr. is going now. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, and, and of course, they still, option anymore. they still make, you know, prosthetic eyes for people who need them. Uh, there's all manner of reasons why you might. We we should know somebody in, in close proximity to us if you belong to Illinois Council of the Blind. <laughs> Ray <Kent. laughs> hmm. um, Anyway. But yeah, that's that's all I got as far as opening stories goes. Did you have anything, Terry? Do we spark any uh, thoughts? Well, I was saying I watched American Idol instead of watching the other thing. That's what I did. I was watching. Well, before we watch it, what was I doing? That. Yeah. <laughs> before we transition into our news, then. But I can tell one if you want me to. Get another one. But... Well, this is the time before we transition into Okay, it. I'll tell. Okay, <laughs> not too long ago, my grandson wanted something, and my grandma would give it to him. And I said, you're not asking right. You have to say, go in there. And I told him, I said, get down on one knee. Like, <laughs> get down on one knee and say, Grandma, can I please do this? Will you please take me to my house to get my iPad? And I said, you can, you know, the old saying, you catch more flies. And look up at her with those puppy dog yeah. eyes. You got to talk sweet to them. If you talk sweet to kiss, women. Kiss the ring on her finger. Right, right. And if you talk sweet to women and everything, you get more accomplished. So, and so then he must have really took that to heart because I was looking on Facebook just the other day and his mom put a posting on Facebook that says, I don't know what happened. I was lecturing my son. My son, I was a mid lecture chewing him out. And all of a sudden, he just said, Mom, you look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he must have remembered what I told him. Yeah. <laughs> He's learned how to butter people up to get what he wants. Huh? Boy, what a character. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. He actually listened. I was like, wow. Cool. Well, yeah, then she couldn't yell at him anymore because he said that, of course. <laughs> yeah. You look so beautiful. Well, you have a beautiful face, Mom. You're, you're beautiful when you're angry. <laughs> you're beautiful all the time, Mommy. Be calm, my dear. I make her angry all the time. I call him, I call him, I call him Little Terry Jr. because that's what he does. He's like, so tell me, what else did you do when you were a kid, Grandpa? I said, I ain't telling you no more of my story. <laughs> You're not, he, he learned all enough. the bad stuff. Like you're bad enough already. <laughs> I ain't telling you no more of my stories. Goodness about the snowball fights and the pranks and stuff. The girls' hats up on the telephone poles and, and uh, cut people's hair with scissors. Like 
Toilet paper in houses and soap and windows. The sister's hair with uh, bush trimmers. <laughs> put, vas put Vaseline on doorknobs. <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff that every kid thought to know how to do. April Fool's is coming up, you know. We're going to have to get prepared for that. Yeah. Time changes this weekend. Does it? Yeah, yeah. it's coming up pretty soon. Um, Saturday. Day yeah, after, I forget what day. I, all I know is my <laughs> all my phone and devices, they just do it automatically, so I really don't worry about it. <laughs> I've got a few clocks that aren't uh, whatever. They, I got to set them myself. Yeah, my my alarm clock on my nightstand, I have to do it or manually. Mm -hmm. And uh, my Victor Eater is supposed to change, but sometimes it don't. Sometimes it actually takes a couple of days. It's like, oh, well, yeah, wait a bit. I was supposed to change, you <laughs> <I?"> Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that with mine, too. It has the setting to automatically do it, but I usually manually do it. Yeah. And then the time changes, and then it says, or no, well, on it, it, it changes on the old time or something. There used to be another day or something where they would do it. Or or, well, you know, it was built by Canadians. What do you expect? <laughs> well, what I noticed with the Victor Reader is uh, it'll reset the minutes, but it doesn't always roll the hour back or move it forward like it should. After a couple of days, it will catch up. So if you think, oh, man, I'm going to do it manually. When you do, <laughs> you'll be an extra hour off. <laughs> like, well, that's what I thought. I thought it might do that, you know, and I was like, ah, but I think it really does, you know. But anyway. We'll find out this weekend, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it's late for so. church or not. It can well, either be late for church or early. <laughs> Let's move on along, but before we transition to our uh, weekly weird news, we have our sponsor message. Somebody who really hates our show, but they're going to sponsor us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. And there it was. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be a sponsor of the show, uh, you can uh, visit the webpage, click on our PayPal link, uh, follow the links to send us money. Make sure you send us your commercial. If you don't have a commercial, write it out, and we'll have one of us read it or a kid announcer, but we'll get you on. Or if you don't have a commercial, go ahead and donate all the money you like. <laughs> yeah. We, we're still working for that uh, $450,000 web domain. <laughs> 
Got a ways to go. Yeah. Let us move on to our news of the week. And who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Middle child, middle child. Go Go ahead, then. I don't know where's number two. Dang it. Oh, I get to be number one. Um, My first story is about a big, giant turkey. A turkey uh, flies into a dentist's office window. I've heard of being fine as hen's teeth, but I didn't know about turkey teeth. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe he has a toothache. He's going to go visit the dentist. Yeah. I was trying to see. It didn't say what town, but it was in California. And a big giant turkey um, was walking down the street. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's not something you see every day. But it was strutting his stuff. Going to get his smile fixed to be in movies. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was branched off from that herd of deer from a week or so ago. Could <laughs> be. But he busted through the window and he tore up the dentist's office. Luckily, there was no patients in the waiting room. He just totally flew around and pooped everywhere and made a big mess. Um, The receptionist called animal control and it took, uh, they sent a woman (laughs) and it took her a long time to wrangle that turkey. And she had a recipe. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 she, they got the turkey, and <clears throat> then they uh, they so they told him that it uh, saw its reflection in the glass, and that it saw its reflection in the glass, and the mating season, and so the turkey apparently got turned on by itself and yeah, it busted through the window. Good. It had to be Hollywood. <laughs> it turns out I the, the, the secretary, the secretary's name coincidentally happened to be McDonald. <laughs> McDonald <laughs> Turkey Office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's funny. And so. Uh, I'm surprised it wasn't Golden Arches Animal Rescue. <laughs> Could be, yeah. <laughs> so that's my first story. You got something, Jill? Yeah, I got one about a peeping tom. Uh, or a, peep, a peeping, peeping tom lizard. Turkey. Peeping tom lizard. He climbed yeah. up a police department and was peeking in the second story window of the police station. And uh, I just thought that was really strange. Can you imagine a green lizard peeping in at you? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I had more information about it, but my Victor Reader just shut off. (laughs) You you go on with your next story. (laughs) All right, well, my story. (laughs) Crocodile hunt. Uh Escaped reptiles in South Africa. Cape Town, South Africa. Police and conservation officers are looking for escaped crocodiles uh, escaped from a breeding farm. I'm thinking, 
the breeding farm. Wait a minute. Why would you want to escape that for? Let's see. They're suspected to have gotten away in the, quote, breed river, unquote. So it's a breeding farm on the breed river. (laughs) (laughs) And the crocodiles got away and got into it. Um, So far, 27 other reptiles have been captured. Uh, I think about six of them had to be euthanized. And they're not sure. Uh, Although six were spotted, but evaded capture. Um, The commercial breeding farm contains about 5,000 crocodiles. Uh, Wow. (laughs) A big part of the problem is that the recovery teams aren't certain how many have escaped. There could be a hundred, could be a thousand. They don't know. They lost uh, count. <laughs> they're they get the, flushed. Huh? <laughs> Hope they didn't get flushed down the toilet. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're out in the wild now. Sure. They're, they're, they're about three feet long, about 1.2 to 1.5 meters, which Here's is about coffee. three feet to four feet or so. Wow. Uh, so they're very, fairly small. But you know you can keep crocodiles fairly small when you have them in a containment, like a you know aquarium or something. But once they get out in the wild and they have wider bodies of water, well, and, and they're trying to put out baited uh, cages to catch the uh, crocodiles in, but it's not working because there's a, a plentiful supply of fish for them to eat. Oh sure, so, I thought alligators would just eat anything that was in. Well, crocodiles. In that area. Yeah, so um, the crocodiles have plenty of food. They don't have to worry about finding a baited trap. You know? Yeah. So it's going to be difficult. And they say uh, they're advising people nearby uh, that not to worry. Uh, crocodiles are nocturnal. They're very shy. They probably won't come around you. But it's probably not a wise idea to swim in the water right now. <sighs> Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of the movies we watch, some alligators will eat you up quicker than anything. <laughs> They're not friendly little, nice, cute little pets. <laughs> yeah. Like birdie. That's crazy. You got another story, Terry? Oh, yeah, I've got plenty of stories. <laughs> Just waiting for my turn. There you go. It's their turn. They keep this done, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, I have a story. It takes place in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. (sighs) This couple (laughs) in North Carolina, they just don't know how this happened, but they have a bunny rabbit, and it gave birth to 24 baby bunnies. tying Uh (laughs) That's a lot, even for a bunny. Mm -hmm. The bunny... The rabbits start having babies, and they're like, two, four, ten. There's another one, and another one. Twelve, <laughs> twenty, twenty-four. Holy cow, are you done yet? <laughs> so the family was hand-feeding some of the bunnies because take the load off the mommy rabbit, and like, 
Okay. Yeah, they, they only have so many nippies, nipples to feed them babies. You would think yeah, they wouldn't yeah. have 24. <laughs> if, it, if it's like a dog or most animals, they have 10, but still. Uh, but they, uh, of course, we all know how it happened. I don't know, but I would like to find out. Leroy, leave the room, please. But the thing is, is they, they're, the male rabbit, Romeo, was neutered. Do you mean? <laughs> and so the girl rabbit's name was Vader, like Darth, Darth Vader. He should have been called Fertile Myrtle. <laughs> and, uh, and so Romeo was supposed to have been uh, snipped and clipped or, you know, uh, were, were they trying to not raise rabbits and so they had it clipped or what well it was supposedly fixed before they got it ah. and so then um that happened and so then they sent romeo off to live elsewhere with another family relative and i'm like maybe they should if it happens again maybe they should take that little bunny by maury povich and find out who the baby daddy is yeah really because <laughs> you know just because they got the mail he might be fixed maybe she was out doing something behind his back well here, here's a, what i know about what, what could happen because there's a, a friend of mine who their son decided to uh, raise rabbits, but he wanted to keep them separated initially until they get like, you know, the pins all built of things. And so he put the male bunny rabbit in its cage all by itself and the female bunny rabbit in her cage all by itself. And at one point he looked out the window and little male bunny had managed to climb out of his cage, hop over <laughs> to the girl's cage, and he was right in the middle of climbing up and over that cage. To get inside to his girlfriend, Bunny. Wow. So I, I guess a rabbit can climb, you know, if they're determined. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have been a neighborhood rabbit, you know, little gray field rabbit. Hey. Right. Who does it look like? <laughs> Do they look like Romeo? If Romeo was black and Vader was white and the babies are calico. What is that? <laughs> All different colors. Yeah. Bunnies can be any color anymore. <laughs> well, do, so, domestic bunnies can have a, you know, usually are white, but they can have different coloring. But most right. of the time, if it's a field rabbit, they're usually gray, you know, gray, gray or brown. Or brown, yeah. yeah. Huh. I remember the, when we hit, uh, that's a different story. <laughs> wow. Well, I got a quick one. And last week I told about the duck that was frozen in the pond. Yeah. There's uh, uh, that, that same day, Tuesday, when we were done uh, recording, I looked at uh, the app that Terry told me, the U UPI. And mm -hmm. there was actually a horse that was frozen in Upper Michigan in the pond that was on the farmer's. It was land. a decoy, right? <laughs> no, it was a real horse. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what do horses do? Dude, just stand there and watch the ice freeze around them and they had to have the fire department come and break the ice and get the horse out wow i thought boy well, these, or, or these maybe animals... just walking across and it fell through the ice and it refroze around him oh. that could be I, but it wasn't deep enough to drown that it you know he could stand there and be where he uh, could still breathe he just couldn't move like my, my feet are cold the wonder what's happening <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I said all around me. Animals aren't very bright sometimes. They're called dumb animals for a reason. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, my next one has to do with a uh, yard sale where someone bought an artifact that turned out to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why couldn't we be so lucky? Oh, really? In Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, you know, it's always a dream to find a yard sale find. You find out it's, it's worth lots of money. Uh, but there was a white ceramic bowl with cobalt blue, you know, designs in it, uh, about six inches in diameter. Uh, and a antiques enthusiast had come across this piece and figured it was something special. And so he offered to buy it for $35. Well, uh, I guess as time goes on, he investigates it. And Sotheby's, the auction house, he got a hold of them. And they all determined that, hey, this is a pretty rare find. There's only like six. This is only one out of six known to exist in the whole world. Uh, turns out it is from a Chinese dynasty, 1400, something like that. 15th yeah, century. Anyway. Same, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, really sure because I was just got a alert from Zoom saying we're gonna end our meeting soon. Um oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's it finds out it's it's worth like I think five hundred thousand dollars. So wow. That's a lucky find. They're they're what? gonna have the the, the bidding's gonna start on March 17th. So if you're all interested, go ahead and bid on it. You got some time. <laughs> <laughs> Throw down some money on it. Whenever I read the line, it's one out of six in the world. I thought, that sounds like the dishes in my cabin after the grandkids wash dishes. Because <laughs> they're all broken. One out of six <laughs> dishes survive. Especially one particular grandkid. It's like he's always breaking dishes. Hey, that way he don't have to wash them. <laughs> so yeah, the article goes on in great detail to describe this particular bowl and its designs. And it sounds really impressive, you know. They're not sure how it got to America because all the rest of them are in museums. There's a couple in England. There's a couple in the Middle East. Uh, the thing is one in Africa Museum. So they're not sure how it got here unless it was just a family heirloom that got passed down. My wife's got a picture in a bullet in our basement on a little table. I said, you better check that out. It might be worth $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe it's old, really old. Anyway, I got other ones if you're, unless you had more on that. But um, um, I only got one more story. Do you have one, Jill? Yeah, I just got one more. Unless we got the same one, I don't know. But go ahead, Terry. Um, well, I have one. Well, I have two, but if we run out of time. We can always, you know. But anyway, oh, um, lay it on us if we uh, run man, out. We'll pick it up later. Just like what that was, uh, a man in Pennsylvania was not at a, a, a storage facility or something, and it auctioned off. He he bought for three dollars. He got this box, and in the box it had letters from a soldier from Korea uh, who also lived in Pennsylvania. And I was thinking, huh, I wonder if those are old letters from Corporal Klinger from Mash because he stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so he he. Had, Looked at that, and he wanted to make it his mission to try to get those letters to 
the person who wrote him or look him up and see uh, the family or whoever. And he was able to locate him eventually. And uh, I think it was in Wilmington, Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. Uh, anyway, it was in Pennsylvania. And uh, the, uh, the, the person who wrote the letters had actually died like last year. But the rest of the family was really, you know, happy to receive those letters, you know, finally. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, well, he got them back to the rightful family. So that was just a short little story that I ran across. Okay. Do you want to try to squeeze one on, Jill? Uh, yeah, mine's always short. But there was uh, these marine biologists that found a, a large mouse bass. And they noticed movement in it. And so they cut it open, you know. They were looking for uh, tissue samples, but they seen this movement and they cut the fish open and found a live turtle inside. And so they checked <laughs> it out and it was healthy. So they uh, were let it back into the wild. And they named it Jonah. It turtle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonah the turtle. And it swam to, to Nineveh and told it to repent or die or whatever. <laughs> and say how big it was, but it could have been a small teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm alive. Let me out. <laughs> yeah, that's my my last one. Alrighty. Well, the my I, last one has to do with a doctor who had to report to traffic court and being the age of COVID uh, and being the fact they have to make all their court proceedings public, uh, the court clerk was calling him to let him know about his court date. Is he ready to appear on Zoom? And the clerk noticed it looked like he was in scrubs and in an operating room. And he says, are you available to stand your court date for this traffic uh infraction and he's like oh yeah yeah i'm ready uh he he was appeared to be performing surgery while he waited for the the judge to come in <laughs> <laughs> so he got this zoom call of him performing surgery and the judge is like are you performing surgery he goes yeah no big deal i i got i got this and the judge is like no no <laughs> i think we need to take the uh the matter of your patient's health here. Let's postpone yeah. this to a better day. Oh no, I got a team here of other surgeons or they can stand it for me. He's like, no, 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 no. We're gonna stop this. You can call in and pick a different day. <laughs> he was gonna That's perform surgery saying. while standing trial. <laughs> wow. Talk about like, uh, yeah. it was a plastic surgeon by the way. Multitasking. Yeah. Hopefully he was yeah. he wasn't a brain surgeon. No, it was plastic <laughs> surgery. Uh, so, but still, I mean, you don't want to have like you leave a big scar on your face because somebody, your surgeon, you know, was having to stand trial in court. <laughs> you should have paid wow. more attention. You messed me up. I have a quick one, whatever. But uh, um, a, a kangaroo. Nicknamed Jack, Kangaroo Jack, escaped in, in tra transportation uh, tr while being transported. The kangaroo escaped in Wilmington, Alabama. <laughs> and 
and right. going from a wildlife preserve in Alabama to uh, a private owner in Tennessee. And so they were taken in from out of the cage and they didn't realize duh, that the kangaroo can jump high. So kangaroo <laughs> and got away and took off into the woods. And, you know, I was just wondering if they were looking for Tiny and John Long from Earth Oddity. They're down. Yeah. There. To be. <laughs> so it's like, so they support those Alabama guys like to make fun of us kangaroos. They're not, they're not, uh, none of our sponsors, but they do podcasts about odd stories, and that's pretty odd. One, a kangaroo in Alabama, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, it was going to, uh, like I said, a private individual in Tennessee. Did it, not know uh, you could own kangaroos privately, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, it was, it, can. it was another. It was another one of them erotic, I mean, exotic animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supposed to have, you have a zoo or something. Hmm. Huh. King. <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo King. <laughs> Still <Yeah>. Tiger King. <laughs> That's all the news I got. All righty. Well, we're still talking, so this will be a good time to see. We'll be right back <laughs> in just a moment. Hey, Shirley, right. and we're back. Shirley. You got your ears on, Breaker What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, of course, had to take our break and have a little bit early and squirrely have a snafu coming back in, but we are set for our remaining half of the podcast and this is where we like to start off with a terry's top 10 there's something frightening about it frightening and fascinating that's perfect yeah go ahead terry <laughs> what are we doing i forgot oh <laughs> your top 10 <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> okay this week i searched around and i found some funny ones but I figured I would do this top 10 list because it's just been recent news. But I have a top 10 list of interesting facts about Dr. Seuss. <laughs> so, um, one, he was not a real doctor. He wasn't. No. Uh, he was born Theodore Seuss Geisel. And... Huh. In college, you know, when you write papers and stuff, you put your name on it. And so you might have to write short stories. And so he put Dr. Seuss on his papers so that people might take him more seriously because of the prominent, you know, doctor title, et cetera. So well, I'd heard that he was part of the his college uh, newspaper. It was kind of like a satire newspaper. And I think that was his right. satire name he used for a pen name. Right. I mean, it could be possible. Um, number two, he wrote Green Eggs and Ham on a dare. He was challenged by his publisher to use only 50 words to write a book. And apparently he did. And yes, now it's banned. <laughs> he used 50 words there's a lot more words in the book which we know because they're, they're very repetitive 
Right. Yeah. Only 50 words was used in that. Yeah, it's like that the word Al song. The song is just six words long. The song is just six words long. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about repeating yourself. And number three. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't remember what it said. When he he produced uh, comic strips, um, uh, cartoons in, during World War II, army propaganda stuff. You know, uh, his famous character was a character called Private Snafu. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be Beetle Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Beetle Bailey was somebody else. Yeah. He did a lot of uh, World War II propaganda and characters. Yeah. yeah. Private Ooh. Snafu is one that showed up for years to come. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Yeah get some doggy noise in the background uh number four the grinch show on tv was when it first came out was a flop you all know uh he worked with chuck jones on the animations but uh it didn't go over real well apparently people like to read it better than watch it on tv i, oh, I like the grinch oh, I, I always remember liking it pretty well yeah because I was alive when it first came out. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Number five is, uh, excuse me. Oh, man. Dr. Seuss thought children's books were boring. (sighs) Yeah, he also wasn't a a really big (laughs) fan of kids, I don't think. He never had any of his own. Right. And he thought children's books were boring. He he wrote Cat in the Hat about all the mischievous events of the Cat in the Hat because he didn't want his books to be just another Dick and Jane book. Huh. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Dr. Seuss, or number six. Yeah, number six. Dr. Seuss was the first person to use the word nerd. And you nerd. Uh, you nerd. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder book, what he rhymed with nerd. In the <laughs> book, If I Ran the Zoo, which is also banned now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that's your line, Keith. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if I Ran the Zoo, uh, a nerd was described as a white haired, red and yellow. Sourpuss. Yeah, that's offensive. No wonder. <laughs> Not a slurpus. <laughs> Cancel culture. <laughs> Number seven. <clears throat> he tried to write for grown-ups too. He had wrote a book um, in 1939, The Seven Lady Godivas. Yeah, I used to have that book. Really? And, oh, yeah. I wonder if our Bard website has it because I was curious what kind of a, a not non children's books he wrote. It, it, it's I not a real long rhymes. book. It, it's probably it was a short story. It's probably like the length as far as book pages goes, like uh, 
Mulberry Street. Of course, there's more words, less pictures. Uh, uh, but there are some pictures in it. Oh, yeah. He, uh, there were some semi-nude drawings of women, and Dr. Seuss could not perfect the drawings. In 1986... <laughs> Wait a minute. He well, could draw cartoon characters, but not people? Well, no. If you look at the pictures that are in that book, if you could imagine like the, the kids he drew in Cat in the Hat or Mulberry Street, only uh -huh. without clothes or very, <laughs> very few clothes. So he, they look more just, like a kid. He couldn't draw grown-ups. <laughs> well, they were grown-ups, but they, to me, they looked like the kids from uh, Cat in the Hat, only huh. they were supposed to be grown-ups, only they weren't really fully dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. Definitely. Uh, but I used to have that. Uh, it, it somehow came up missing when we moved from one address to another. I huh. think the movers must have saw it and, and snagged it. But yeah, wow. semi-naked women and all. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. I figured he could draw the Grinch and the the Who's down in Whoville, but he can't draw. <laughs> he can't draw lifelike-looking adult stuff. People. All right, we cleared that up. <laughs> and, uh, in 1986, he wrote another adult book. It was called uh, You're Only Old Once. And that joked about all the things you encounter when you reach old age. Hmm. Well, that should have did good because you really messed your body up when you're old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. A lot of, a lot of... He could have drew some big old some big old stars with stars upon stars. Uh, <laughs> number number eight. Dr. Seuss started out in advertising. His silly little drawings of bugs and creatures appeared in advertisements such as Flit and Motor Oil. Yeah. Flit and was a popular bug killer way back in the I don't know, 30s and 40s. Oh. It, it, whenever you've seen cartoons, a little canister, and they like pumped a little handle and the spray squirts out, that was Flit. Flit came in a canister uh -huh. like that. Back in the day, I figured it'd be a, a bug on a fly swatter, you know, draw yeah. a little bug. Fly swatter is Flit. <laughs> That's the old school bugger pellet. <laughs> <laughs> number nine kind of what keith said earlier dr seuss had no children or no no he had imaginary children because he didn't have any children <laughs> his first wife didn't have any couldn't have children and his second wife had two children but they were grown up and so he didn't have any small children right so therefore when he would be out at a party or with his friends and they were talking about their children, he would make up his fake children. You know how you get pictures in your wallet? That was his family. Yeah. <laughs> the stock photos that come with the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is little Barbara. She's a lawyer now. <laughs> One of his, his most famous made up daughter was named Chrysanthemum Pearl. Yeah. Hmm. 
So that was a common name back then in the 1930s. <laughs> Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Oh, she smelled like a flower. <laughs> she smelled like a pearl. <laughs> Number 10. He had a large hat collection. He and cats to go first, with it. The <laughs> <laughs> suppose <laughs> he had a large hat collection. He was kind of ashamed of it, but he had it hidden in his house, and he had over three hundred hats. Wow. Wait a minute. Do you mean large hats like Cat in the Hat? Great big ones, or do you mean a lot of hats? All, all different kinds. You got a hat hats. for every occasion. All, all different kinds of hats. Maybe baseball uh, hats, cowboy hats, old Russian hats. I thought maybe they all had to be big hats, a ten-gallon hat to go it, in there. You I probably mean, had some of them too. Really specify, actually, but <laughs> right. You know, he it didn't really specify, so. Anyway, that's my top 10 for this week. I figured hey. in the news and his books being banned and everything. It's like, yeah. And, and to be fair, when people complained about him being banned, it was his own estate who decided to pull those books. They weren't like being forced or canceled. They had just deemed that they didn't hold up or whatever. But still. You know, I think instead of looking at all this kid stuff that they say is wrong and racially wrong or whatever they should look at some of these rap songs that they have out there that talk about all oh, kinds yeah. of bad stuff and well, i think there's a lot more offensive books off. today than oh. anything dr seuss ever would have did oh well, definitely i never heard that they banned green eggs and ham or whatever pulled it they, they haven't or, banned I mean, green eggs like... and ham but they banned uh Hey, that rhymes. Yeah, they banned Mulberry Street, uh, If I Ran a Zoo, and all oh, the things that you could be. And there was three other ones, but I don't know what the titles were. Mr. And Brown, can, move, can you? Allegedly, they were all for imagery of uh, uh, Asian people and others. So it's not for his words. It was maybe. for his pictures. Maybe it's like the like I said, the snitches on the beaches and the stars upon Nars. Maybe it's that big white star that they used to put on the on the battle tanks and stuff in World War II and the jeeps, right. you know, the big white star. Maybe that's if I don't I have no yeah. idea what well the know, thing so, is the one about the snitches. So that one there is overtly about racism. But yet that's not on the band list, which is kind of weird. Anyway, let's move on. Before we get to our anchor topic, I have some questions. Questions? Uh, and questions for, for Terry? I, I got to find my notes again. There we go. Questions. Ask us questions. But take it easy, Jeff. You'll give us all the jitters. And last week, we had Retrobots read us the questions. We're going to do that again this week. I don't have, I only have eight questions this time instead of 10. I thought we'd cut it short oh, a little man. bit. Well, I want to leave a little bit of room for Anchor Topic um, once we get there. So first <laughs> question. One, would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Well, we already lost our vision, what? so that's fine. Oh, yeah. What? Oh. 
That's the question with vision or hearing. And since we're all on the vision boat, I, I think I would rather stick with no vision and keep the hearing. Right. I mean, now, if I had to it, lose my hearing, I, I want my eyesight back. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't hear your wife nagging at you. She said, what? <laughs> okay, you better go on. <laughs> I'm going to say something The else. next question. Two. What would your superpower be and why? Well, that's kind of silly. Uh, my superpower would be vision. <laughs> well. Because it would be nice to have it back again. I can see really far. Yeah. Well, I, I will often tease my kids or whoever, but hey, let me use your superpower of it, uh, ability of eyesight so you can read this to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, sometimes people will interpret that question as uh, what are you particularly good at that nobody else is? And that would be your superpower. You know? uh. I would say I would, but then again, it's like, but I look at it as I would just say, I'd like to be like, have Superman's power. So that's a bunch of them. He's got x-ray vision or, and stuff. He can fly. He's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and people Much like to pick on Superman and they prefer this superhero or that. But to me, Superman is still kind of like the definitive what a superhero ought to be. He's, you know, super in a wide variety of ways. Right. I mean, he's actually an alien from another planet. Yeah. He just looks like us, but that's why he's got those capabilities. But 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 he, using it that definition, something you can do. My superpower would be being able to create web pages with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> because most shadow people can't create web pages with their eyes open. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. And you can check out some of them at. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have a list of them all. Uh, okay. Number three. Three. Would you rather read an awesome book or watch a good movie? What? Well, Probably watch a good movie. It takes less time. Yeah, that's what I was going for too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, a movie that's done well tells a good story. It's concise. They're usually you know fit into a two-hour window of time. It's not a huge commitment to enjoy the full story. Uh, I, I uh, would lean towards books myself uh, instead of the movies. Uh, I, I kind of got now the habit of watching the movies and sometimes people don't uh, watch the movies I want to watch or they'll be like, Hey, here's the listing of TV shows. And I'll start rattling off 50 different things and I'll stop them about show number six. Let that one there. Well, here's some more. Here's some more. Okay. Go back <laughs> to number six. Oh, here's some more. Okay. Well, number, number 11 sounds pretty good. Look, I'm telling you what I want to watch. So why do you keep reading them? <laughs> <laughs> you keep, you asked me what I wanted. I, well, that one's already been on for like the past 15 minutes. Yeah, but we could have been watching it for the past 15 minutes. <laughs> Why you better recommend this to you? <laughs> I, 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 I enjoy a good book, but see, I, I like... What's better, like, brother? <laughs> but it's like, I, I tried to watch Harry Potter when it came out, and I go, this don't make no sense to me. Then after, then I read the book and I go, oh, now yeah. 
makes sense. <laughs> it's like, you know, cause they do cut. So they had to condense it so much. Right. It's yeah. like, I just couldn't follow the movie. I'm like, what is this? What is that all about? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Especially with Harry Potter, the movies isn't so much telling a story. Is it showcasing what happens in the book? Right. And I still had vision at the time that came out, but I still couldn't. I just, it just, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even know what Harry Potter was about. <laughs> and to me, the same could be said about the, uh, uh, the, the Hobbit movies is I, I go to the movies and I, and I tried to watch them with the family and it's like, they're like three hours long and it's like 20 minutes into it. I'm snoozing. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. I was like, you know, I need to read a book again. With descriptive, you can't follow it. Well, at that time, they didn't have descriptive in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah, movies without descriptive, they do put me to sleep too. But if they have the descriptive, then it keeps you up more on what's happening. Yeah. But I even read the book, and it's like I don't remember the stuff in the movie yeah. vaguely. Uh, number like, three. Yeah. Well, that was number three. Four. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? Ah, uh, huh. It's a good question. I would, I would write down the lotto numbers for tonight. <laughs> I'd go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'd have to go forward in time. I'd have to go forward in time. Or either way, really, because you could already know what the numbers were. But then you, you could already be rich and not know it then. Right. <laughs> I'd have to go forward and then get the numbers come back. Um, yeah, that's a toss-up. I mean, going back in time, it would be interesting to relive historical moments. But going forward, um, I mean, it would all be new new ground. It's like, you know, how will Joe Biden's administration turn out? It's <laughs> right. back in four years. <laughs> yeah. Well, he remembered to put his pants on? Yeah. Uh, I think going back would be kind of neat because you could go back and visit relatives. You know, go visit the first ones to come to America or see how they lived back in the olden times. You're my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa. Who are you? Heck, if I go forward in time, I might be dead. Yeah, well, if you went forward in time, depends how far you went. Everybody you know would be dead. You could maybe hang out with your great-grandkids or whatever. You can go up a couple thousand years and see if the apes do take over the planet. Yeah, <laughs> the planet there we go. <laughs> You'd be like Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Or Star Wars really happened, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I think I would I, I think I would prefer going back only because you know history is already written and it'd be something familiar. While you're still kind of out of place, but going forward, be like retro radio. <laughs> yeah, you can go back and meet some of the people that were really making those radio pod or radio. Yeah, shows. radio shows. Yeah. All right. Five. Would you rather have X-ray vision or magnified hearing? Huh. If you had like a, a superpower where you could choose one of those, would you rather have X-ray vision or magnified hearing? I think magnified <laughs> hearing myself because I don't want to know what somebody looks like under their clothes, x-ray right. vision. See all the way into their bones or something. <laughs> have you seen a doctor? Because you have a little bit of a lump right there. <laughs> That's what Superman told Lois Lane in the first movie. Well, yeah. It's not too too late to quit smoking. 
Oh, yeah. I don't remember that part, but I'll take your word for it. And so well, I know you can't see through lead. <laughs> yeah, right. And then she stepped behind that lead planter she had on her balcony. Yeah. So, see the rest of her. <laughs> well, I, I guess in in comic book theory, if he had x-ray vision, it would be controllable, so it would also... Right, right. And then it would depend. You could see all the way down to people's bones and stuff, probably, but... I don't know. I, I think... Or see-through buildings, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Look for little Timmy in the well. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on along. Uh, Six. What was the country you last visited outside of United States? Nothing for me. <laughs> Germany. I've never left our country. Oh. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Mexico. The, the last country I visited outside the U.S. was Panama. Mine was Mexico because I was at Fort after I left Germany. So. Seven. Would you rather have a desk job or an outdoor job? Desk job. I'm, I, I like desk jobs, too. Yeah, a desk job for me also. I, I, I've had both. Um, and you know, being outdoors is nice. I like to be outdoors camping and whatnot, but when it comes to working, hey, I, I'm okay with a desk job because the weather changes too much. If you have to work outside in the like a mailman, snow, sleet, rain, nothing stops the U.S. mail, rain, um, snow, sleet, and hail. Calorious, I ate. <laughs> but, yep, I'm right, finally, get right, Dr. Seuss. Eight. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you choose to be? Oh. <clears throat> Maybe a cute little kitty cat. Oh, there we go. I would don't be. Know, I don't know why, just because. I, you wouldn't want to be a bunny <laughs> with a boyfriend who was fixed? <laughs> you, want to be a, you want to be a, I want to be a turtle. A turtle? A turtle. <laughs> Oh, no. they, live, they live forever you know that's uh, true they do live have long lives i wow. saw a thing where there was one that was 189 years old wow turtle yeah i i, I don't know i i, I kind of am partial to being human than the animal but i guess you know something like a giraffe you know something that's kind of big tall uh, there's like no you. predators that's going to come around and eat me <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy my life walking around eating leaves off of trees. Yeah. You can be like so let's the, hit, hit our anchor big... topic. It won't be very long because uh, this is the week where we're talking about low vision. And uh, if you, unless you want to talk about something else, uh, I've I seen uh, sometimes on Tuesdays uh, the VA does a conference call their conference call today was going to be on alternate transportation like like uber and uh lift lift and that kind of thing or even public transportation or something besides that uh, well it was it was called alternate transportation so i don't know what alternate means maybe they're talking about you know, gay transportation i don't know hmm. alternate lifestyle transportation i don't know <laughs> Uh, it's a joke, son. It's a joke. Um, but that that also kind of falls under uh, vision skills in a way because you can't transport yourself, so you have to be transported somehow. 
Right. Well, they're going to make transporters. Uh, in my little town of 200 population, there's not a lot of alternative anything. You either walk to the store or you have Run. one drive to <laughs> I'm going to call Uber to go two blocks to the convenience store. Oh. Ask your neighbor for a ride or, you know, your spouse or door-to-door bus service. Yeah. There's a few different ways to get around. I, I'm not a big fan of the door-to-door services like there. And you guys have ACT bus in Madison County. I really hate riding those things. I've never had a good experience ever on those. If you if you want an alternative, if you're not in a hurry, you could always sit on the back of a giant turtle. Yeah, yeah. you. So that's what you want to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turtle taxi cab. I, I, I've had some mixed uh, success with the buses. Up in Chicago, I, I've never had trouble with transportation other than you got to make it to the the train station time to catch the, the blue line to head downtown or something. But hey, if you miss it, wait 20 <laughs> minutes, there'll be another one. Uh, same with the buses. But And other places I've lived, like in Springfield, yeah, they have buses and they run regularly, but they don't always pick you up. <laughs> huh. I stood on the corner they- after work one day. Oh, the bus ought to be here in 15 minutes. Go outside, wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And you hear traffic zooming by, zooming by. It's like, was there not a bus? So I go back inside because I didn't have a cell phone at the time. Call the bus company. Wasn't there supposed to be a bus out here at you know 3:15? Yeah, it should have been there. Like, well, it's 3:45. When's the next one? We'll be there in a few minutes. All right, then we go outside. Wait another 20 minutes. No bus. <sighs> Call on the phone again. I thought, Why don't your buses picking me up? I'm I'm at the bus stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I would just call either I I just walk home. It's like a three mile walk, but it's like, I, I, I'll do that. I'd rather walk home than have to rely on the bus stop picking me up. Right. Were you at the actual bus stop? Is yeah, I was. I was okay. at the. I was. I was standing. I was. I had a hand on the bus stop sign as I'm waiting for the bus, leaning up against it. Huh. And they wouldn't pick me up. I'll Did you have thought, a dog? Maybe yeah, they didn't. I had the dog at the time. I hear taxi drivers won't always pick you up if you have a dog. I don't know about buses. It don't seem like that would make a difference, but uh, I don't know. Him, I suppose. But uh, outside of Chicago, I've I've had mixed uh, issues with buses. Like I said, the dial ride, the door to door stuff, like the ACT bus, I hate them because well, you have to be ready thirty minutes ahead of time. Oh, by the way, we may be thirty minutes late. Like, so I have to stand by for an hour window of time to get to work. Uh, my boss expects me to be to work at, you know, say nine o'clock. Uh, are you going to drop me off at nine o'clock? Well, if you catch, you know, the ride, you might want to uh, go early enough. It's like, okay, well, I w- I'm going to have you pick me up at eight that or, or eight thirty. That way, maybe be half an hour early, half an hour late you know, to get me there. But once you pick me up, how long is it going to take to get 10 miles to work? Well, it depends on who else. Like, how far in advance do I got to call you to get picked <laughs> up so I can go to work and be there by nine o'clock? Yeah. And I, I hate it because you had to bend to their schedule. Yeah, it's door to door service, but it sucks. 
I hate yeah, it. That's true in a way, because I know like for our meetings on that first Thursday of the month, our meetings are what at 10 Perry? What are you talking or, about? And they pick me up at like nine. Oh, the Madison County Association of the Blind. Yeah, that meeting. But then of course they do pick up a few other people. But for like a doctor's appointment, if you're the only one I never make it for first thing in the morning because if they do pick you up a half an hour early and they get you there 20 minutes early because it's only 10 minutes away, then you're sitting outside because the doctor's office ain't going to open before nine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I always make sure I'm not making my doctor's appointment first thing in the morning. I'll make it later in the day because at least that way I can sit inside and wait. Right. Well, it, yeah, rush hour times in the morning and, and evening, or you would, you would think uh, they'd have some sort of a routine of taking this person to school, that person to work, but it is just horrible. I, and I really hate it. Um, I thought it we were going to talk about low vision. Well, this is <laughs> kind of low because if you can't drive, you have to catch a ride. Yeah. But now see, now see, you got, we have the technology of, you can be on that, on that app, be my eyes. And you can have somebody looking and say, is the bus coming? Is the bus coming? Oh, oh. I thought he was going to say, prop it up on the dashboard and say, tell me what I should turn. <laughs> uh, you're in the wrong lane. Ah. Well, that's like what those glasses are like. That's how that is. You know? But I wouldn't try, you know, it's like they're watching and to do something like that, walking anyway, but as far as driving. And I guess that could be a thing is having an app like that. And see, these days I could, I could FaceTime home and have my wife they, on the screen. Tell me when you see the bus coming. Right. They, they, for a long time, I've said, you know, uh, I've told people with iPhones, if you know somebody with vision, give them a call, FaceTime them, say, hey, where am I at? And but, show your phone know, around one so thing, they can see, tell you. What sort of peculiar? Please stand by. That was our main topic segment, and we take a real fast break because we need to do that. <laughs> and here we are back again. Yay! Uh, we have a letter from a listener before we Yay. sign off. Um, so now I got to find that. This is from Anonymous. Come it says, we had a variety of appointments and things to do in St. Louis. We dropped off my son to go to his doctor appointment. And then we took our grandson with us as we went to the Apple store to take care of some business. Going to pick some apples? <laughs> Everything went pretty well. And my visit to the mall where the Apple store is uh, went uh, without any problems. And so we decided to head back to the doctor's office. And we got there just as my son was wrapping up. So everything was working out as, as best as can be expected. But this time, though, it was afternoon. It was rush hour. And so grandma was busy driving the van through traffic. And to keep the grandson occupied, I let him play with my phone. 
he's four years old at the time. He knows how to work his way to the telephone to find the games he likes. One of them is a game where you touch the picture and the phone makes the sound of the animal. It also has other sounds in there, including vehicles, trains, planes, cars, that kind of thing. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren filled the air and Grandma starts swerving the van, looking over her shoulder to pull over. But then all of a sudden, the sound of a different vehicle comes through the van. And I knew what happened. It was just our grandson playing with his electronic CNC. And I, I had to laugh at the moment while Grandma took time to compose herself. She only had a few heart palpitations and <laughs> no pants to change. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So that is our story of the week. <laughs> ambulance, ambulance, get out of the way. <laughs> Please, car. So that takes us to our final thoughts. Uh, I, I have a short one. Do you guys have a final thought? I got yeah, one. You go first if you want. Who, me? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Because we guys are trying to make ours funnier than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Never let a computer know that you're in a hurry. <laughs> That's the truth. Wow. <laughs> What's yours, Jill? I get to go. I want to go last. Uh, you're going to make mistakes in life, but it's what you do after that makes a, makes a difference. What you do after life, huh? know what you do after you make a mistake you're going to make oh, mistakes okay. in life it's going to be what you do after that makes the difference like cover it up blame your brother yeah <laughs> here terry hold this uh-oh why <laughs> mom look at terry <laughs> he pulled the hair off my barbie doll <laughs> if old mcdonald had a farm and you, he hired you to work for him, and you tended to the chickens. Would you then be a McDonald's chicken tender? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> Definitely, that, that was funny. I saw that floating around Facebook, but it's like, well, actually, they have chicken nuggets, not chicken tenders. But anyway, so it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there is our thoughts of the week. And so that's all we got for our show. A little bit longer, I think. Maybe by the time post production hits, we can maybe trim it up a little bit. I'm sure. And, I'm sure there's lots of stuff, lots of pauses you can cut out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, who knows? Maybe it won't be any shorter. But hey, this is Holy Sign Off. This is your host, uh, Keith, signing off. Saying thanks for listening. Hey, Terry. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, Let me too say bye-bye for now. Uh, cut. Check us out next week. Make sure you That's leave right. a rating and review on iTunes. That's and, right. Uh, tell a friend about us. And Fart, cut, cheese. Here's our kid announcer. <laughs> tell you all about how to do that kind of thing.
That Sounds Funny. T-S-F at thatsoundsfunny.com.